Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Talking Tropes. I'm Hannah. I'm David, and this is uh, not Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgibbsing. Agent Jethro Gibbs of NCIS. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We're doing a very NCIS Thanksgiving because it's like the worst holiday, so we figured we'd just watch the worst show <laughs> that has like a weird amount of Thanksgiving episodes. You know, it's a it's naval crimes and Thanksgiving times. It's a <laughs> oh. it's family and investigative services. <laughs> okay, there you go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, God, what a wild ride this whole show is and has been. Yeah, I, well, I thought I thought I I, I think I, I I'm ascribing a little bit more meaning to this than just the worst show for the worst holiday. I think Thanksgiving <laughs> is this very Americanized holiday. I mean, there are other thanksgivings canada has one but we we've basically perfected the art of gathering in large groups to gorge ourselves on large amounts of food and celebrate some inherent americanness of opportunity to eat large amounts of food i think that's sort of how we've narrativized thanksgiving um and also as a celebration of uh genocide right yeah it's it's sort of but it's like an american exceptionalism thing of how we decided to not do genocide one day for a day we decided (laughs) to not for a day we didn't do the genocide so we gave a whole holiday about it Right, so there's an idea of, like, putting differences aside. Like, there's some mythic, like, quality to this particular holiday where we say... Excuse me, excuse me. Thanks, thanks, Gibbs. Thanks, Gibbsing. Thanks, Gibbsing. Gibbs. Yes, it's very good. It's a real quality title. (laughs) We thought really hard about it, you guys. All right, so there's, like, ten of these episodes or something to get through. There's too many. I can't believe it. So let's let's start with, like, the history. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the first question is, yeah, why are there so many Thanksgiving episodes? And, and I think it's a pretty simple explanation. NCIS has this really consistent shooting schedule, like, more consistent even than your average uh, procedural, which already they shoot, you know... We start the season here, we end the season here, we shoot 13 episodes, bing, bang, boom, we're done. Right. They're all like, they're all like 21, like, episode season shows. None of these are 13. Right, 20, 21 episodes. They're full season orders. I don't know why I said 13 episodes. But the point <laughs> is, they know when each episode pretty much is going to air while they're writing them. So that gives them kind of this extra opportunity to work in, you know, promotional materials for something or line it up with a particular holiday. So they have a lot of Christmas episodes too, but I'm, I'm of course, mostly interested in the Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah, we already done did those Christmas shits last year. <laughs> right. Because, but it, it's, it's just interesting because, you know, you can't show these episodes on the Thursday of Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving's always on a Thursday. Right. So these episodes come out on the Tuesday before and they're the big CBS, like, you know, marketing push. Oh, we're doing a brand new NCIS Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. And that's like crazy to me as a procedural, as opposed to, most Thanksgiving specials are, like, sitcoms, right? Yeah, sitcoms, animated specials, um, you know, children's shows. Yeah. Snoopy and Charlie Brown. That tends to be Snoopy. Occasionally there's, 
I would also say like family family dramas. Right. Yeah. Like ABC freeform dramas. I right. totally buy that. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know your your Riverdales get one in there because you know it's seventh a big heaven. a big event. Seventh heavens. Oh my god! I'm sure there's so many seventh <laughs> heaven Thanksgivings. <laughs> But but yeah, so it's very unusual for a procedural to to do this. But I think part of it is the fact that, you know, so much of the draw of procedurals is that these characters are a found family of, of some kind, at least right. to the viewers. But especially NCAS, because this is about the least gritty, like, yeah. most polished, you know, friendly procedural that you could possibly imagine. Where everyone there, no one's, like, having drama with each other. They're all just, like, we're all good friends and co-workers and we love each other so much. Right, right. Yeah, like, none of the drama comes from one another. It's always, like, maybe an outside boss or, you know, like, yeah. you're a, a romantic interest of some kind. Right. So, so yeah, there's, like, a ton of, of reasons why NCIS. Yeah, but they, they don't really start until season seven. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they just basically figured it out once they were a really well-established series and they were the tentpole supporting CBS. Okay, we're going to use this for Thanksgiving. But before that, you really didn't. Although I did, I did analyze the scripts of the the episodes that aired before Thanksgiving of the first six seasons. So I analyzed the scripts and <laughs> what were your findings? In season two, episode seven, Call of Silence, at one point they drink wild turkey whiskey, uh, which is a real brand of whiskey. And they also find a dead body at a place called Turkey Knob. So you tell me, what are the chances of a script airing right before Thanksgiving that says turkey twice in a show that's not about turkey? I mean, it's not a real body. It's it's all a cold case from World War II on Iwo Jima. <laughs> Like it doesn't matter that it was a cold case. Why does it matter that it's a cold case? It's just it's just dead bodies at Turkey Knob. They wrote the word turkey in the script. It's a turkey episode. Oh that's that's it's, fact. It's not. There there are no there are of course episodes that came out around Thanksgiving. No, you know, they the all first come out six seasons. The, I only checked the scripts of the dates that came out two days before Thanksgiving on the Tuesday because NCAS always comes out on Tuesday. On Tuesday. All right, sure, but seasons one through six. Right, they're not really Thanksgiving episodes. They're not. And they weren't marketed they're as not. such. First one we get is season seven, episode nine, Child's Play. David, how does this one open? Oh, we're in a cornfield. Hey, Thanksgiving, Ooh. anybody? In a in a cornfield? And there's a dead body as a scarecrow. Oh, it looks like, looks like it ah. might be a Thanksgiving prankster. Yep. Yep. Thanksgiving pranks, and he's of course he's a, a naval a naval officer. Yeah, so they, they all are. they all are by nature of the show. Yeah, um, and then there's so many lines in this one because we have yeah. of course as always every NCIS episode opens after the cold open where we see the murder. There's like some buddy buddy just like chatting up in the office about what what everyone's plans are for that week or whatever. And uh, for this one. You know, you've got uh, uh, Tony Denosa. He's talking about, oh, I'm going to a gambling casino yeah. uh, for Thanksgiving. Pilgrims and Indians gambling together. <laughs> so everybody has, you know, their own plans for Thanksgiving. But uh, the doctor, Dr. Doctor Mallard, Ducky. He's, he's doing a Thanksgiving dinner and he wants everyone to come. But everyone's trying to dodge, dodge him. But then, you know, they all go out into the cornfield to solve the murder. Right. Why has he waited seven years to offer? 
to host Thanksgiving? Why has I he started know. this time? No explanation needed. It's just Ducky, man. Ducky's 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 fun. Ducky's like the you know he's like the um the Alfred Pennyworth of the group or the uh, you know he's like the, he's an old British guy. <laughs> He just hosts fun parties. Yeah, he's an old eccentric British guy. <laughs> so, you know, the, of course there's uh, comments about it being a maze of maize when they go into the cornfield. Uh, so just bringing in, you know, more of the uh, Native American words for things. Just Thanksgiving all over the place on this right. one. They, 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 it's, just, it's just scattered throughout the plot. Little little Easter eggs, or should I say Thanksgiving eggs. Eggs? Turkey eggs? <laughs> Turkeys lay eggs, right? They're birds. Uh, and, uh, but, but like the plot doesn't really have anything to do with Thanksgiving no. in particular. It's it's just about the uh, naval fun zone where they keep kids and have them play war games. It's like an unironic version of Ender's Game that everyone's yeah. like, this is so great for them. <laughs> Welcome to the How U.S. Cool. Navy Chuck E. Cheese, where we, right. where we train kids to to uh, imagine death, deadly scenarios of, uh, of terrorist attacks and uh, military infiltrations. And, and civilians in foreign countries. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's very bizarre. <laughs> I hope it's not real. Uh, it's it's probably real. I think, they, I think they're not allowed to do anything that's not real. I think... Uh, the, really? the Navy would come in and shut them down. <laughs> oh my God. It's so strange. But anyway, so, you know, they they see that a gang sign is uh, carved into the guy's hand. PC, the PC gang. Ah, the PC police, David. Ah, the PC gang. Gang, gang, gang. Respect women, gang. Um... <laughs> And uh, yeah, so they're they're looking into his gang connections. Wait, but I have to make a make a mention of this gang member because he's he's a a co-star with uh, Kristen Bell in her big TV debut of Veronica Mars. He Francis Capra popping up all over the place. <laughs> if this was a Stanley Tucci, I'd say it's a whomst we also. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's in this as the the gangster, and he played a uh, sort of you know. The the, the bad gangster guy who's got a heart of gold. Yeah, but he's but they're like brothers. He would never do anything to harm to harm this scarecrow or cut off his hand. Of course, you know he's very good at playing the felon with a heart of gold or like you know the gang member with a heart of gold and uh, Donozo he's like using Thanksgiving in his interrogation of this guy he's like you're messing with my holidays I don't like it when people mess with my Thanksgiving you know he's he's very he's bad copping him about Thanksgiving so that's yeah. you know maybe something to do when one of your when you, one of your family members show up you say you're messing with my holidays if you're trying to get them to commit to a, uh, admit to a crime Thanksgiving. Which, of course, I always am. Always. That's why you always shine spotlights on me when we hang out in person. <laughs> and then, of course, like, the worst character in all of these episodes is Abby. And I, I'm not going to apologize what? for that. I hate Abby. Wow. I hate her. She's so, she's so quirky, hot topic. And I know. She, like, she, she's like a 50-year-old woman now who dresses like a teenage... I mean, live your best life. Dress however you want at 50. I say... Dress however you want, but I mean, there's such a thing as professionalism, Abby. I mean, clearly she gets her job done, so I don't know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about, David. Let's see you uh, analyze some data. Well, she did gets her job done, but she also has a bunch of cranberry sauce on p Petri dishes in her lab. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. And she calls uh, her commanding officer 
officer. Agent Sergeant Jethro Gibbs calls him Giblet, uh, and that's very disrespectful. So, but she can get away with it because right, she's so good at she's her job. The most important comic relief character in the show. Um, yes, but also is good at her job. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Gibbs is like a Thanksgiving Grinch, <laughs> and you know he's all like secretive. Is he is he being Grinchy or is he just like not saying anything related to Thanksgiving ever, and then just you know was always into Thanksgiving, but just is not a very emotive human being. No, he's a Grinch. He doesn't like hanging out with them outside of work. <laughs> he, he's their work dad, not their real dad. What do, what do they want from him? <laughs> but he has Thanksgiving with them every year from here on out. <laughs> from here on out, for sure. Uh, so it's fine. It's also some mixed messaging because it seems like Abby is saying that, like, he usually comes to Thanksgiving dinner. She's like, who else am I going to, like, watch the game with? And, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe they do always have Thanksgiving together. But then Ducky says, like, where do you go? Right, exactly. So I drive by your house every Thanksgiving and the lights are never on. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just sad and strange. Which is sad on multiple levels because Ducky is just so unoccupied on Thanksgiving that he drives by Gibbs' house. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the kid gets kidnapped. There's a genius kid. She's sort of the driving force behind the plot of this one. Uh, and they save her, murder a guy who's holding her, like, right, right over her head, basically. Um, so they've successfully traumatized the child, and then they all go to... Yay! They all had to cancel their plans to work the case, so then they all go to Ducky's, and uh, Gibbs brings animal crackers instead of... Instead of rolls. Yeah, they, Ducky asked him to bring dinner rolls, and he was like, ah, there's no time, I brought animal crackers. And they're like, this is even better. Honestly, where did you fucking find animal crackers? Like, I mean, probably in his attic. Like, he just keeps <laughs> kept them because he's an old, weird man. That seems about right. So right after this first year, they did skip a year. They did. So they had one year off, but then it went to season nine, episode 10, Sins of the Father. Yeah. And now we start to see some actual... Like Thanksgiving themes being rolled into these Thanksgiving episodes because this one's this one's about daddy issues. This one's about Denosa and uh, and his uh, his daddy comes for Thanksgiving and he gets accused of murder. So there's fam- family familial relations tied into the case. Yeah. And what is Thanksgiving about if not family? Yeah. You know, it's eating. So this has both of those things. This has both. Family and eating. You know, it's a real it's a real estate deal gone south, potentially. You know, Tony spends most of the episode just trying to work his father's case while they're like, nah, you're too close to this. You can't work it. Stay out of there. Right. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fun, quote unquote. Hijinks. Hijinks with, like, the guy who plays Badger on, uh, on Breaking Bad. You know, that guy? Yes. With the really high voice, <laughs> kind of, like, hoarse voice. He plays a pothead in a lot of things. He does. He does. He's in Community as well as, like, a stoner I'm pretty sure he's in a lot of things there's a lot of there's a lot of people he, he's uh, you know he's he's just like this easily tricked guy whose job it is to keep the dad away from the son yeah. and he's just easily tricked at all points but it turns out it turns out they should have checked initially to see if the dad had been roofied because he had been roofied he'd been roofied of course and so they didn't have to do any of the rest of the case stuff <laughs> all of that was irrelevant investigating him and trying to prove his innocence because he 
he was roofied at the time of the murder. So, like, I mean, that doesn't exonerate him, but, like, you know. Pretty much was... does. I mean, if you found, like, if you found flunitrazepam in the body of a guy, and it clearly had been there from, like, you know, several hours ago, and the murder was several hours ago, like, how is he going to do that? How is he going to commit a highly trained murder on, on flunitrazepam? Highly trained. That's what we're calling it. Well executed, perfectly timed, not caught on camera murder. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you, th- you know, there's a moment where they're interviewing the victim's ex-wife who's like, fuck that guy. And they're at a Thanksgiving food drive, you know, then is there anything else Thanksgiving in this? I guess it ends kind of with Thanksgiving a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they literally, literally the dad stays for Thanksgiving. He says, yeah. I want to be with you for Thanksgiving. You're my son. That's why I came. That's why I came. And then, uh, you know, they're like making, <laughs> making a turkey and they hand him a, a turkey gizzard and say, hey, do something with this, huh? I'm making turkey over here. So the next year, we do uh, season 10, episode 7. Now, I thought this episode wasn't going to have any Thanksgiving in it. I thought it was a a mistake on the list that someone compiled of Thanksgiving NCIS episodes because it's part two of an episode about PTSD. How could they possibly have the gall to integrate a Thanksgiving goofy subplot into this? And yet, Abby coming in with the save. (laughs) She's literally running a, a virtual reality PTSD simulator or you know a, a vr simulation to sort of help cure the ptsd yeah. of these uh you know this soldier and while she's doing that she's talking about how she needs the recipe for my aunt gertie's green bean casserole <laughs> yeah very quirky also this is entirely incomprehensible as an episode without part one um just saying that as someone who made the mistake of watching it without part not one. really i mean what, what do you need to know basically there's this guy who has seen who witnessed a murder but has PTSD and so can't remember it. And so they have to re-trigger his flashbacks throughout the episode in order to get him to remember who the killer is. Uh, And so they eventually get him to do that and he realizes that the terrorist who's going to blow something up is the girlfriend of the other terrorist that's already dead. they figure it out. He's got some PTSD moments. Ah! So this time, uh, Gibbs is hosting Thanksgiving, which is a twist on the last time, I guess. You know, turning a corner for Gibbs. (laughs) Really embracing the the role of patriarch for this this little crime family or crime fighting family, excuse me, a crime family, something different. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then this time also the bomber the the instead of just catering a random dinner full of you know the joint economic committee people and their families, he's. <laughs> She's she's catering a Thanksgiving event that she's going to bomb. Right. So it's just like, you just slap Thanksgiving on whatever that day's events are. It's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty much it for Shellshocked, right? Then we do another skip. Gosh. Yeah. And then they, they skipped another year. 2013. Th- it's not fair. How are they going to skip Thanksgiving every year? And here's the reason. Ah. Because they're going to show reruns. And they always do for those years that, 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 that you know. Or they have another show, a new show that's going to come up. Right. And it's going to disrupt their their NCIS marketing but you always got to come back because Gibbs is the ultimate you know turkey man he's the turkey man incarnate he's the top turkey um so you know season 12 episode 9 in 2014 we've got grounded and this one they get they get snowed in at the airport Classic, uh, classic Thanksgiving sort of narrative. No, this is a very Christmas narrative, so it's very strange. Right, it's holiday travel, so they they clearly like just accidentally wrote two Christmas episodes this time, and we're like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, they can get stuck at the at the airport for anything. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. You know, you can you can be traveling anywhere at any time, actually. But yeah, so you know, they get snowed in, and then they find out that there's a, a terror alert at the Washington D.C. airport, and the, someone's doing. There's chatter. There's chatter on the wire, David. And so, uh, yeah. Denozo and new member Blondie Bishop. Bishop, they're they're both there, and Bishop's NSA boyfriend is there. Uh, Jake or husband, and they're gonna take a trip to Turks and Caicos or for for Turkey Day. You know, it's an island that kind of sounds like Turkey, but not really, and. It's a joke. They do make the joke that the country Turkey would have been just too on the nose. And also just not a great travel destination in like November. Like it's kind of cold, you know? It's it's like northern hemisphere, so it's and it's kind of mountainous on much of Turkey. So like kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, not not the best time to go there. Somewhere tropical is much better. Yeah. Um but what's what's Denozo doing in the airport? He's he's waiting. He's picking up his dad. His dad's supposed to be coming in on the next flight, but then at the end you find out, oh, the dad was never coming. His flight got canceled or something. Ugh. Yeah. So you know, turns in, turns into a uh, locked room murder where you know they find out that this flight marshal was being impersonated, uh, and so they are like, ah, this guy, we gotta get him. But then he gets murdered. <laughs> And he was delivering a gun to another guy who already had a carbon fiber knife. So, like, I don't know why he needed the gun, maybe. I guess a ranged weapon. Well, he had to get him as he was coming off of the plane. Oh, okay. You know, you're not going to be able to corner everybody you want in a bathroom. That's true, that's true. Plus, I think he only stabbed the guy in the bathroom because he got made by those naval officers. Oh, really? I think that was what it was. Anyway, you know, in the end, it all works out for the best. Yeah. We shoot the terrorist in the head, and then everybody goes out for cocktails, for Thanksgiving cocktails, and Gibbs makes a snow angel! A classic Thanksgiving snow angel. Yeah, it's very dumb that he makes a snow angel. I do have to say... Oh, yeah. I do have to say, though, this episode has just some of the most, like, boomerish fucking lines in it of any <laughs> of the episodes that we watch. They're like, ah, don't you remember when people used to dress up to travel? Like, th this schmuck showing up in his right. pajamas, like, ah, now this Dapper Dan over there, he knows how to fly, and turns out that guy's, like, the terrorist. Like, just keep in mind that all of these episodes are being written by somebody who thinks that they're Agent Gibbs, but is actually McGee. Um, so, you know, shows that. And not even McGee, but, like, a worse, less talented version of McGee. So, like, yeah. you know. Keep that in mind, like, as you're picturing who's, like, coming up with these gags. Oh, no, I, I know 100%. Like, who the writing team is and who the, the target demographic is for these. You know, it, the boomers are the demo. I understand why these jokes are in there. I just needed to mention <laughs> it. Um, all right, what's next? Season 13, episode 10, Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. It's a double meaning because blood is also what you need for leukemia. Leukemia is cancer blood and their brothers this one's fucked up is it um yeah i feel like it is basically this woman and her husband and their family served in the military for generations and then like all four of their kids tried to sign up for the military but only three of them could and then two of them died in military service like one after the other and then her last son has leukemia um and it's like very sad 
and then her other son is like missing like they just don't know where he is um turns out he's part of a money laundering scheme as you do you know when you can't join the military you just get involved with a money laundering scheme after your brother dies yeah classic Classic. you're you're burying the lead though the real meat of this story is that what is the lead jim mcgee is making a turducken hey guys you remember turducken remember like it's like a weird food that somebody made at one time and then everyone in the world decided it was the funniest thing ever and every sitcom and every like every show on earth made a joke about turducken what it's a turkey with a duck inside of it with a chicken inside of it a turducken I, I'll be honest, I don't think it's that weird. Turducken. I mean, we eat food inside of other food all the time. Right. It's it's the excess, I suppose. It's too excessive. It's it's indulgent. But and only weird foodies do it. You know, who's got the fucking time? So, of course, the the nerdy morgue undertaker. Whatever, man. Like, I don't need your I don't need your mockery. I don't I've never eaten a turducken, but I've I've I, I don't need any mockery from these these yeah. fucking naval officers. About how Jim McGee doesn't deserve a turducken? No, sh- it's not Jim McGee. What's his name? No, it's 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 Jim, but it's not McGee who's doing it. It's the uh, Ducky's lab assistant, the the new under morgue guy. Oh right, Jim. I for some reason I thought Jim was John McGee. Well, what's his name? No, McGee. It's Jim. I don't remember what his name. It's John McGee, isn't it, or something? Yeah. No, because he names his son John. Fuck. I'm looking it up. Tim. Tim. I thought his name was Jim. You can't have a character named Jim and a character named Tim in the same show and not, like, talk about it. That's This is ridiculous. I mean, it's boomer naming conventions. What do you want? Can we take that entire thing again so I don't fuck up sure. that it was Jim and not Tim? Yeah. All of the Turducken <laughs> stuff? So sorry for anyone who's had to listen to that while editing this. You're burying the lead, Hannah. Yeah? The important thing is that Jim... The new character from the fucking, uh, from the autopsy room is making a turducken. And that is something (laughs) he should be shamed for by all the other naval officers in this group. Because turduckens are ridiculous. So ridiculous. And they all make fun of him for his turducken. Yeah. Oh, wait. This reminds me, though. I'm so sorry. Just rewinding, like, three episodes to to, oh, yeah. uh, to Child's Play, the yeah. very first one. Uh, at one point, they lose the girl that they're supposed to protect because she goes into another room, <laughs> and they're, like, brining a turkey. Um, and it's very dumb uh, that she's at this safe house. Wait, how do they lose her? I, I don't remember this scene. Oh, my they God. They lose her so in another room? Yeah, no. So they're at they're at Ducky's house and the Israeli girl and Ducky I think Ziva is her name or whatever yeah she, she's David sure um, she's doing she's helping Ducky brine a turkey. And the girl is like, I'm going to go find the library. And Ducky's like, great, see you in a bit. It's like, actually, we need her help. Hey, come back here. And then they're like, is she there? Hello? Hello? And they go find that she's been kidnapped out of his house. And it's like, bro, you work for the fucking, like, Navy and you don't have a better home security system? This is weird. So it's very bad. But it happened while they were brining a turkey. And I needed to mention that since we're talking about turducken. You got to brine that turkey or else it's not going to be, like, a pickled turkey. I don't know. Whatever. It's important. It needs to taste 
good. It's gotta, it's gotta stay moist, you know? That's, that's the whole point. Right. But back to Blood Brothers. Sorry. Because as it turns out, the whole thing about the brother being a money launderer is a total red herring that goes nowhere. Yeah. Because it turns out he's not even a donor. Yeah. So they have to go to this, the registry of naval... Of naval bone marrow donations that they have. And the only possible donor is this guy who's been sentenced to life in prison for shooting and killing a terrorist that was... Uh, no, two Iraqi that was, detainees. Right. I mean, but they were they were suspected terrorists. Right, but, you know, like, we're, we're coming around on Gitmo and civilian casualties now. Remember, David? Right, but he apparently saw these guys yeah. blow up his best friend. That's what he says. Yeah. I mean, you're going to doubt a, a fucking murderer? Yeah, so then the fucked... This is the real fucked up part of the episode is where, you know, they're like, well, we need your bone marrow to save a guy and he's like okay but what do i get for it and they're like i don't know parole in 40 years and he's like well fuck that get me out of prison and they're like no <laughs> but you yeah it was like no you you murdered people you murdered prisoners of war you're basically a war criminal <laughs> okay but also they are like we want your literal body parts like i don't know i think it's fucked up that they're asking for that well okay like i don't think that that's related to it at all you can't just let a guy who's a war criminal out of jail despite his war criminalness well i mean i don't just know. because he's nice to somebody and they're not demanding it they're asking for it right. i mean like it's like... like you could be cool for a second mr war criminal but you're, you're very you know you're, you're very you know uh full of yourself for somebody who whose only accomplishment is shooting two detainees i mean he's full of himself i think he's like listen i am sad that i have to be in prison he thinks his life is so much more important than this guy dying of leukemia i mean why not maybe it is i don't know i think he i i i, I don't I, I feel like you're defending him and i i'm, I'm opposed to that eh. he's 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 a piece of shit he just shoots people and he thinks he's an executioner i i think what he did was very wrong and very bad but i don't think that the state should be able to like beg him for his literal bone marrow just asking what what is this begging they're asking but they're like they keep coming back over and over they're like but please can you do it please we really need the balloon what else is he doing he's he's in jail for life i know he could be doing anything (laughs) what is he busy yeah why not maybe he should be what's he busy with i mean well like listen we we're gonna get into a whole thing about my thoughts on prison abolition and what the purpose of prison is. You want to have you 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 want to abolish prison specifically in this instance where the guy No, not specifically in this instance, but it's going to lead there and I don't want to derail this family it's derailed. episode. It's off the fucking rails already. Listen. It's long listen, been derailed. All I'm saying is this is our Thanksgiving family argument for the episode, and now let's move on. <laughs> no, but this is the whole point of the episode. It's fine. He gives them the bone marrow. I think it's whatever. You can have your own opinions. Well, I just think it's funny that she goes, like, three times and, like, asks him each time, and each time he's like, no. And then after the final time leaving, she's like, all right, uh, I, 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 he's like, I'll do it. And she's like, I did something great today. And it's like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> like he was always going to do it. Yeah. You were just asking him over and over again, yeah. you know, thinking that you were changing his mind, but he was just trying to get as much out of it as possible. He was always going to get yeah. the bone. Marrow. The personal drama in this one <laughs> is that Bishop 
she's in Oklahoma, right. which is why she's close to this prisoner to begin with. Um, but I guess her husband, Jake, who she was going to Turks and Caicos with in the last episode, uh, is bad now. Did something. It's so funny how they never say what he did because they, they never- want you to go back and watch the previous episode. <laughs> It's so frustrating. It's like they have so many opportunities when they're like, oh, I'm going to kill that guy. You know, and they clearly have just finished talking about it. Oh, he's so bad. After what he did, and then, like, the conversation just ends. Yeah. And then, like, the conversation gets picked up again, and it's like, I can can make my own decisions. Oh, yeah? Well, what about when he did the thing? (laughs) Right. (laughs) The thing he did to you, I can't even say it. And it's like, did he murder someone or did he just cheat on you? I think think probably what he did, because he worked for the NSA. And so he probably like spied on her and like invaded her privacy in some way. And then, you know, it became apparent that he was doing so for nefarious purposes. I mean, maybe nefarious purposes. Oh, I don't think he's nefarious because otherwise he would have been arrested. And it seems like he's just getting chewed out. No, I don't think he, I don't think it was for nefarious criminal purposes, but just nefarious Ah. relationship purposes. abuse abusive purposes who knows we'll never know but yeah that's that's all the thanksgiving out of that one right um well at the end uh mcgee and delilah go join abby at the soup kitchen yeah never gonna do that again because you know that would be repeating yourself yeah ncis has never repeated itself Except that... Right, well, that's what I'm... I'm just saying, like, okay, so it's not like a tradition that they go to the soup kitchen every year, because otherwise we would have seen it. Right. So... Yeah. Who knows? All right, November of 2016. Yeah. Oh, what a time. <laughs> uh, season 14, episode 9, Enemy Combat. What's what's going on in this one, David? Man, we got new characters still, because, you know, they keep switching out... Characters, we got uh, so Wilmer Valderrama. Anybody remember Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah, it's 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 Fez. It's Fez. That seventy show, and also wasn't he in CSI Miami? Am I wrong about that? He was in everything. Who cares? He's in a lot of like procedurals. I'm just saying, we love Wilmer. We love him. Well, apparently not a great guy in real life, but oh well, we hate him. We hate Wilmer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do research on people in NCIS. The point is, Bishop's brothers are back. It's family again. They are. More family themes. She's secretly dating someone. Ooh, oh my gosh. Oh, and it, and of course, since this is like hacky sitcom smushed into a procedural. Yeah. Like every every conflict is like a hacky sitcom conflict. <laughs> of course, the brothers have to be very overprotective, and they go... But they're goofy about it. They go asking about, who are you dating in the office? Huh? We're going to give them a piece of our mind. Yeah. And then we're going to, you know, apologize later and say, we're sorry. We didn't mean to overstep our bounds, but we're just very overprotective. And she'll go, it's okay. Also, they, like, they like break into her apartment at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and so she draws a gun on them. Right. And she's like, how the fuck did you get in my apartment? And they're like, eh, we're your brothers. Right, because it's a, it's a hacky sitcom stuffed inside of a procedural. That's, it's a turducken of TV genres. Bad TV tropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So this one is also about religion because the, yeah. the, the, 
victim is the Muslim chaplain of the military, yeah. and uh, he was murdered and then put in a car that uh, that crashes. It's it's interesting because this opening is also recycled from um, technically the uh, the first episode that aired on NCIS in Thanksgiving. Uh, Minimum security at, opens in t- ex- almost exactly the same with a couple being. I'm blowing your mind, David. <laughs> Um, with a couple getting having car trouble on the side of the road, and then they try to wave down someone for help, but then they almost run them down, and then it turns out that the person... Crashes because there was a brick on the gas pedal. Or the person was dead. Yeah. The person was dead driving the car. Right. Very different circumstances for the rest of it, but the opening, identical. Yeah, I mean, um, you can't... How many episodes can you do? There's been literally, uh, like, over 100, oh, maybe closer to two or 300. <laughs> More than 200, I think. Yeah, two or 300 episodes of this show. I mean, you can't have totally unique... <laughs> cold opens for everyone. <laughs> it was just, it was a, a neat little bit of symmetry. Right. I mean, everybody knows, yeah, okay, so we can call this, so we everybody knows that the Law & Order cold open is you've got two people in a parking garage and they're chatting about something. Oh, you catch the game last night, and then there's a dead body. Yeah. Now we know that the cold open for NCIS is arguing couple, car trouble. Has car trouble. Boom, car crashes, there's a yeah. dead body inside. But they were dead already. Right. They weren't dead from the car crash. Fun things in this episode, I like it when they go up to the vending machine and there's nothing in the vending machine but 50 varieties of utz chips <laughs> you know that kind of normal vending machine you all the time see that doesn't have cheetos in it or snickers bar or gum or you know tissues or whatever it just has 50 kinds of utz chips listen david the navy has a deal with utz chips and you need to accept it. They support our tro- they support our troops. <laughs> Navy, the official sponsor of Uts. Not the other way around. The Uts is not the sp- the official sponsor of the Navy. No. The Navy is the official sponsor of Uts chips. Official sponsor of Uts. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, you know, this one's about Guantanamo Bay, um, which is also a callback to the very first episode that aired the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, <laughs> which was also about Guantanamo Bay. Though I will say this time, very different tone towards the towards Gitmo and the prisoners therein. Uh, the first one is very much like... Yeah, I feel like public opinion has shifted a little bit on Gitmo. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, you know, 2003 to 2016. Right? Like, isn't it crazy that it's still open? <laughs> yeah. And that it hasn't closed at all, and almost none of the things that they've, d- they've been doing have been questioned whatsoever. Yeah. And, yeah. and and yet everyone, even NCIS, the naval propaganda machine, now thinks, maybe it was bad that we kept all these people without giving them a criminal trial for a decade and then never just addressed it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Maybe that was um, bad. And I love that they, they only free one guy and they're like, our work here is done. <laughs> right. Basically, there was just one guy who was in there for 10 years because he met a terrorist in uh, during his worship at a mosque once. And yeah. somebody fabricated his interrogation report because they were working for a private contractor. So, of course, it can't be the Navy's fault. Right. Just saying. Private contractor. Private contractor, which is, which is definitely a cliche of these types of shows. But to be fair... They are the worst. Like they, yeah. they are significantly worse. It seems like 
than our actual military is these horrible corporate contractors. Right, because their job is literally just to make... They're literally war profiteers. Like, that's their only job. (laughs) So basically, Uh. they were told to just, like, hey, pretend like all the guys that we arrested who weren't criminals at all, pretend that they were, like, suspected terrorists and fabricate the the interrogation reports to say so. And then the, uh, you know, the chaplain guy finds out about it, and so... uh, they're, they're like, that must be why he got murdered. But that whole thing is a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Because actually, it was just that he was working with this charity, and the head of the charity was embezzling money. It's literally the oldest, most classic procedural, like, motivation ever, is that the, the, per- the people who run our charities... They're all they're all embezzling money, and then they all get caught, and then they get and then they murder somebody. It's like I, I think there's like three episodes of Psych that do that. I think there's like you know <laughs> five or six monks that are, that's the plot. It's like it's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's and you know it was like an accidental death that he was like, well he hit his head when yeah. he fell, and then and then I just put his right. body in a car and threw a brick on it, and they're like, yeah okay buddy. <laughs> Um, I will say, yeah, I'm right, buddy. I will say I do love the new female character who has been introduced uh, in this episode. You love Bishop? Um, no, not Bishop. She's oh, not the new one anymore. Forget There's Bishop. like the very dry lady with the like the floofy hair. Uh, I don't know. Dry lady. I don't know what she does. She's just another investigator. But she's she is like the most like underperformed character on the whole show. Like everything she does is she's like. Yeah, sure, buddy. Whatever. You know, like, talking to, like, witnesses who she's supposed to be, like, super sympathetic towards normally. She's like, yeah, okay, we'll keep your, uh, keep you posted. Is that Sloan or, or Kenzie Bly? Because I thought Sloan didn't come in until the next season. No, it's not Sloan. I think it's Kenzie, Kenzie Bly. Okay. But she's, she's great. She just seems, like, so fucking done with this job, and I love it. Every, <laughs> every minute of it. Maybe that's why she was only there for, like, one season, as far as we could tell. We didn't watch the whole show. We just watched these episodes. She was there for, like, two seasons, I think. No. So if you're I an NCIS head, NCIS. um, as I'm sure many of you are. Sue us! <laughs> <laughs> Send us money and we will watch the rest of it. Uh, but that's on you guys. So, <laughs> Thanksgiving. It ends with, you know, Bishops and her brothers being like, all right, I'll tell you who I'm dating. It's the translator guy. It was none of the people. Ah. Oh, and there was that really cringy like subplot in the middle there where, of course, Abby, the cringiest of them all, comes in and she's like, I have a dating algorithm that says Bishop should be dating Agent Gibbs. Because, of course, everybody who's watching the show is either a middle-aged woman who is in love with Jethro Gibbs or a man who thinks that he is Jethro Gibbs. And so, I would love to and would love to date a much much blonde. younger blonde cop. So yeah, everyone's like the two of them. It's perfect, but no, it's the translator guy, uh, and he's pretty cute, but I I don't think it lasts. I don't think so either because he's not anywhere in the next season. <laughs> in the next season's yeah. Thanksgiving so episode, it, it is it is fun checking in with the show every year. I think post this, we should just continue to uh, to watch the right. new ones. Assuming that they do continue it, because I'm sorry to say, 2017 is the most recent Thanksgiving episode. The last two years, they decided we've done enough. They've they've just been showing reruns. We've done enough. Well, if there ever are any more, we will we will be there. But let's talk about the last NCIS proper 
Thanksgiving special. Yeah, this is 2017, Ready or Not, Season 15, Episode 9. And what is the plot of this one? It's finally McGee's time to shine. It's McGee, his wife's having a baby. Yeah, we've been super late on McGee in these episodes. He's had almost nothing to do. It's been very Bishop-focused the last few years, and then before that, it was almost all Tony and, and Gibbs stuff and a little bit of Ducky. Uh, where's where's our McGee Thanksgiving miracles? <laughs> uh, McGee meets the great turkey Charlie Brown this year. Uh, no, he meets with... his own twin children, a fraternal twin son and daughter. Yes, yes. Who he wants to name Chewbacca or something. Or something, but he decides to just name them these very boring-ass names of Morgan and John. John and Morgan, because I think Morgan was the name of the... And I think Morgan, that's the name of the, the security guard, right? Yeah, so there's, like, a security guard who, like, gets him right to his wife when he gets there, and he's like, anything for a, anything for a, a fellow uh, law enforcement officer. Law enforcement. Yeah, total Richard Jewell energy. I hope some of our viewers get that reference. Richard Jewell. I don't get great that movie. reference. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so sorry. I've let you down. Let's we'll move on. No, I, I knew you hadn't seen it. That's okay. I was addressing it to the audience. Glad it wasn't for me then. Um, this one is very little about Thanksgiving, honestly. Oh, really? Because the most Thanksgiving of all is sending frozen crab cakes to the Romanian pre-Thanksgiving brunch and putting a bomb in it. So, again, Thanksgiving catering. Yeah. That's another theme. That is. That we had that way back when in uh, in, in, in Shell Shock Part 2, 2012. And now again. Yes, that's true. Coming back around. This time, Wilmer Valderrama and his friend, British Black Guy, are have to defuse a bomb in under a crab cake uh, tray. Cart. Cart. They get to do a little bit of comedy. It's very right, bad. they're just sort of like jokey joking, like, oh, cut the red wire, oh, cut the cut the yellow wire, let's just oh, cut, oh, both let's cut the bro- cut both wires, and it's like, okay, you guys are literally just joking, standing next to a, a C4 explosive, when you could just leave, everyone else has evacuated the building, right, or you could, you know, move the bomb if you wanted, right. or you could, you could just, you know. You could do anything, and yet you choose to cut something that might literally make it explode instantly. Yeah, it doesn't... Any bomb squad person will tell you there's a chance that that happens. It's, it's, it's very dumb. There's also a hostage situation in a hospital, um, and that's where the security guard gets shot. Right, there's this guy, his name is Russia McBad Guy. Yorka. And he gets shot... He gets shot by someone from MI5 who is uh, the new character Sloane's best friend. Sloane's like, my best friend was this MI5 guy who you shot and killed. And then he's, she says, uh, Russia McBad guy, you are a sexist, misogynist, and a racist. So we gotta get him. And I was like, well, that's going to be important to the plot because they would never say that about a character that wasn't a villain and where that racism and that sexism wouldn't be his ultimate downfall. Wah, wah, wah. Because he wouldn't believe that a woman could be both a doctor and a cop. Well, I mean, she isn't a doctor and a cop. She's just a cop, but she pretends to be a doctor. Um, but yeah, no, he's just rude to the women, and then, like, that's his downfall, is that they're able to trick him and, like, his girlfriend. Yeah, it's... I, I don't really know that they trick him. It's just, uh, it's just Gibbs... Starts going, damn it, I hate women, <laughs> in order to build solidarity yeah. with 
<laughs> with Russia McBad guy. So that's it. That's how we end Thanksgiving. But in the NCIS universe, there lives another, <laughs> another much better show where there are. It's it is better. It is better. It's so much better. Uh, it's NCIS New Orleans, and there are two blessed Thanksgiving specials in this one that I am pumped to talk about with you, David. Hey everybody, uh, due to a little technical glitch, uh, we've had to end this episode a little bit early. It, you'll get the full brunt of NCIS uh, New Orleans and their Thanksgiving episodes coming out this Thursday, the actual Thanksgiving. So tune in for that for a little mini episode to wrap this one up. Uh, see you guys later. Happy Thanksgiving, almost. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Something.